0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Slow Your Roll. This is the last, during the football season, edition. Yeah. The pre-Super Bowl edition. I'm Dominic Lawrence. I'm alongside writer for the Yaki Wave Report, Jesse Coffee, as always. Brian Salem. We got him back on the show. Oh, one good. last time here before the football season comes to a close. And obviously, we'll be talking Super Bowl. We'll be talking the Brian Flores lawsuit. A lot of... Uh, a lot, of, a lot of poop flying all over the place. It, it's really hitting the fan, if you know what I mean. A little bit. Elway has come out with some pretty, pretty I wouldn't say damning statements, but some pretty thorough ones. Uh, the Giants. And Giants came out with a bit more of an aggressive statement, I think, to push back on Flores. The most aggressive of all was probably Jimmy Haslam's against Hugh Jackson, in which he literally said was never taken responsibility for anything. So it's it's getting it's getting it's getting personal. It's getting petty. It's getting yep. real petty. We'll talk about the Washington Commanders. We were the first. We yep. were the first yep. show. We 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 were on this four weeks ago, I believe. We just said, you know what? We're just gonna start calling the Washington Commanders because we think that's the name they're gonna choose. We were right. Breaking news over here, all right? That's what we do. We break news stories. <laughs> <laughs> also talking about Max Scherzer's comments. Uh, and the lockout. Going over some of the last rounds of uh, new hires so far. Uh, you know, the Jags, the Vikings, and the Dolphins. We'll talk about the Pro Bowl as well and our Darwin Award, as always. But right now, to start the show, I will turn it over to you, Jesse.
1: Thank you, Dominic. Well, uh, you know, we do a we do a fun little thing on this show every week. Mm-hmm. But uh, this could be the last one. Yes. At least every week. You know, we could bring it back every once in a while if mm-hmm. there's breaking news or something just about the man. But the weekly Tommy report, I wanted to do it first because I just wanted to just talk a little bit more about Tom. We talked about him last week, the retirement. But it was something I, we just didn't have time for that I wanted to talk about. But, you know, he left like a year and a half, two years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And the entire time I was being told by every media outlet and subject how to feel about it, how I was feeling about everything that happened. And, you know, obviously, as just the Patriots fans that we are, we were sad to see him go. Like you can't watch that man for twenty years and do what he did and see, be like, just buy at any point. He could have sucked. We still would have been sad to see him go. Hmm. Um, so obviously, like that's true. Um, but then they came out that like we hate him around here, which wasn't true at all, or that we jump ship to the Buccaneers. And obviously, there's some fans out there that do that. And I mean, there's so many of us. Hmm. But like the majority of the fans were still, oh, we were high about Cam Newton. Didn't go well. But we still loved our Pats. We we rooted for Tom in his own right. We wanted him to succeed. Um, but the whole time, like anything he did, anything like new or great, those bomb passes to Mike Evans every week, uh, ESPN would post something. Patriots fans are seething. A reaction video of Patriots fans of us crying or something watching him succeed with the Buccaneers. And that's just not true at all. Mm. I was a little sad at first like he should be doing this with us but I very quickly got over that and was just happy to see him that he still got it that this man can sling still um, because people talked about he was the system quarterback he sucks it's just the Patriots he's old my Max Kellerman um, but then to see him still good it felt so good for that vindication mm. and that's what that feeling was all last season and they wouldn't allow us to like announce that and feel that they constantly told us we're so sad we're so angry blah 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 or we totally jump ship you can't have it both ways like we did one or the other and we actually did neither so uh and then when we saw him in the super bowl yeah we rooted for him in the super bowl but a we don't like the chiefs and i mean yeah we're gonna root for tom brady in the super bowl uh and that's was the final vindication and now me personally after that I was like, okay, he could be done. You can stop now. One with another team is enough.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to see a second one. No, I didn't want to (laughs) see a second one.
1: Uh, You know, it was nice to see that he still got it this year. I wanted to see him still get it next year. He still had another year on that contract. But I was so sick of hearing what I was feeling, what I should feel. And it was all wrong the whole time. We were happy for him, obviously, but we're Patriots fans We're on the Mac Jones hype train now all the way. And, you know, the Buccaneers are going to go back to obscurity. And we'll remember Tom. And there was that rumor that apparently he's going to sign that contract, that 10-day contract or that's something. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know what that's about
2: like.
0: That's it, I'll be honest, that's one of the dumbest things I think I've ever seen thrown out in media here he, in New England. That's Tom, never going to happen.
2: Tom hates Bill way too much at this point. See, I don't even think
1: he does. I think that was overblown too.
2: I don't know about
1: that. Was there if you animosity? know anything about, uh, well, I think
0: I obviously Prady has shown his entire career when he is doubted or feels slighted, he gets super petty and doesn't let it go. Yeah, but I don't. Maybe hate is a bit of a strong no, word, but I think so, he has some serious dislike yeah. for Belichick. I mean, particularly. I,
1: I don't think it's real hate or dislike because he actually he offered that contract to Brady that another two year extension, mm-hmm. and he actually turned it down. So he clearly wanted to leave and get away from Belichick and have maybe an easier, funner time out there. So he clearly wanted to do that and it more was, power. Yeah, he was, better weapons. Yeah, he was sick of. Bill's crap, obviously. Mm-hmm. There was clearly animosity between the two, and Bill was sick of Brady's crap, whatever that be. Um, but when he left, was it petty by Brady? Probably a little bit, but I don't think Brady was happy mm. with how it transpired. I think there was, even from both sides, because when Bill went, maybe would have talked to my film. Maybe from both sides, they're like, they were upset that this broke down, mm. being petty about it and making it worse. But I think they were they were still a part of them. They're like, I miss that guy.
0: Mm. Maybe.
1: So I, I don't think I, I think saying they hate each other, they dislike each other, is just it's a little more mm. complicated. I, I think you're right on
0: your way that actual most fans did it. I would want to have a quick reaction about you know the whole he didn't mention the Pats in his retirement, which I'm not gonna go nuclear super mad like some Pats fans, but I'm also not gonna go on the other side where it seems the people on the other side are usually. Anti Belichick because they believe that just because Belichick didn't want to bring Brady back, that's why the Pats aren't good. Let me make something clear: if Brady's here, the last two years they don't win. They don't win a ton anyway. They 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 win a couple more games maybe. Brady's yeah. not winning the Super Bowl with no. this team. They're not beating the Bills this year, even if they had Tom as the quarterback. And last year the weapons were absolutely terrible. I mean, Tom's last season here, when the weapons were terrible, they weren't that good either. They got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. They're not making another Super Bowl
2: if they keep Brady here. To your point, though, Dom, do you think the team at least maybe looks a little bit better down the stretch if Brady's still here? Because I think like
0: probably I mean, listen, could you probably add an extra win to last year's team and maybe an extra two to this year's team or maybe one win to this year's team? Probably. But at the end of the day, I don't think they have the horses that they were going to make a Super Bowl. Do they win maybe a playoff game? Yes, they don't beat Buffalo this year with Brady though. There's but just that defense enough. got old.
1: Enough. Yeah. Well, I also think if you kept Brady, you this team this year would look a lot different. And I'm not even just talking about Mac Jones, but like so much money was spent in free agency, and that's that's as long as Brady was here, that's never been the mo. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like you know, Bill could have spent some money and said like this team needs an overhaul a little bit, but. Uh, if you have Brady as a quarterback, you certainly have a lot less money to do that, mm-hmm. as much as he would take his pay cuts.
0: Yeah, but it's not the same as having Mac on a rookie contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not quite like that. So they probably don't even bring as many weapons as they did this year. Do they hopefully still bring in Hunter Henry? Maybe. Yeah. Sure. But, but no, I, I agree there, too. Do they have the money to bring in Henry and Judon, though? I don't know. So yeah. I, I don't think Brady's departure here made it that much different of, as far as what New England's level of success. It was just after years and years, the core had finally gotten old, the lack of high-round draft picks finally caught up, and Bill's holes in drafting also caught up to the team.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all that.
0: I will say this last thing on the Brady thing, too. It was intentional that he didn't mention the Pats, though. Brady is meticulous with yes. everything he does. Yes, That was 100% on purpose. Yeah, you, so you can't I, don't need to, I don't need to pages. hate him for it or anything, but like, come on, come on, we, come on, Tommy. We, we know, we, I, I, we know.
2: I won't hate him for it either, <laughs> but I will admit I did have like a 20 minute ugly cry in a dunk. <laughs>
1: <Lama. laughs> oh, no, I was a little like, oh, come on, like at least mention the team. But yeah, no, you're right. You can't put up like five pages of Instagram pictures and say, fa- oh, I forgot the Patriots. <laughs> oh, where and, I spent 20 years. Yeah. yeah. And he did answer like he answered craft on twitter later in the day uh Mm -hmm. with the patriots tweet of craft statement he bill had it also statement which is also a little vague and blank he's had some in-depth statements about like adam vitatari in the past but he already answered that and then he answered dave portnor later in the day yes do you think bill took a little bit of a dig at brady in the
2: statement that he made about Tom's humble beginnings and how Bill is honored uh, to have been the one to draft him. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Probably maybe. A little, probably a little bit. Even I, if, think, I think they were both petty, let's be honest, at the end of the day. No, thing. I know they were, and I know there's two <laughs> massive, massive egos that all they care about is success and yes. how they're perceived, but I, I think Bill's got that little
1: bit of, like, oh, uh, I mean, you I'm could still even... the one that made you. You yeah. could even put Robert Kraft's ego in there, too, because I'm sure he has one. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a third giant ego... Doesn't help Mm. as much as he seems like a calm, maybe a mediator type of guy. Mm. I'm sure he's full of himself. Yeah. I see how he dates after his wife died. (laughs) More power to him. He's got the money, man. Good for the man. (laughs) (laughs) But like I can look, I look at him and I see that he looks in the mirror every morning and like gives himself a nice wink.
2: I am unequivocally
1: the sweetest. (laughs) He offers that man a drink every morning. Yes. (laughs) Yep.
0: I like that. He offers that man a drink every morning. Yeah. That's good. All right. From that, I think we can go to rapid fire news real quick. We'll not be quite as long as uh, the last one was. <laughs> there has not been quite as much news. Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl, though. They had that wonderful Pro Bowl where they decided to uh, put on pads and play two hand touch. We'll go around. Uh, yeah. And we'll go over that, that ridiculousness of that. But, you know, Mac, our, our, our baby Mac, he made the Pro Bowl. So first of many, hopefully. Great. I mean, he kind of made it because other people didn't want to go. It's, but, yeah, he made but, it, he made it he by made, default. But he made it. Okay? He made it. Um, as we send some new coaching hires, Mike McDaniel to the Dolphins, uh, Doug Peterson to the Jags, and Kevin O'Connell to the Vikings. Peterson to the Jags one probably one of the most surprising. As I feel like a lot of people in the fan base uh, wanted Byron which. That certainly doesn't help the NFL's case here, uh, I'm sure. Brian Flores probably is smiling somewhere about that one, too, because uh, he feels like it's proving his point. I don't dislike the Peterson hire, though, so we'll go into that more. But it is what it is. And other news, after the Pro Bowl, some more exciting things happened. A bit more exciting than the Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah. As the Saints were finishing up with their head coaching interview with Eric Enemy, they got slapped in the face by some sensational news, I'm sure, that Alvin Kamara was arrested on battery charges uh, after he was done playing the Pro Bowl. If you've seen any of the uh, investigation and uh, statements since, uh, they're interesting uh, in which a man, uh, I forget uh, his first name, but Green uh, alleges that he was getting into the elevator um, and Kamara pushed him out of the elevator and then began an altercation with Kamara and his posse of people. Okay. In which they... It was pretty ugly because oh. the man suffered an orbital fracture and a bunch of other stuff. So it's pretty it's pretty rough uh, and definitely multiple people beating up on Green. So
1: I heard he could face up to five years this morning.
0: Oh. No, that's oh, the it first, could be,
1: that's the first report, so we'll it see. It could be
0: bad. Their report's a little different in which Green started a fight with one of Kamara's posse, and then one of Kamara's posse hit him, and then Kamara jumped into the fray after that. So... Hmm. Mess. Mess of a situation there. I feel bad for the city of New Orleans. I love you guys. I miss it. And uh, it's not looking good for your Saints, though, for the next couple of years. It's not what, not what you needed. And lastly, in some local news, the Beverly Panther basketball team, uh, once again, in back-to-back seasons, have wrapped up the NEC title. That is uh, the Northeastern Conference, their conference title. Uh, undefeated so far. They took down Salem 65-55 to to secure their second straight. Um... NEC title and then went on on Sunday and beat Catholic Memorial 92 63 they remain undefeated for the season Uh, they'll have the St. Mary's tournament coming up they'll play Lynn English and Lynn Classical this week as well so Panthers rolling they are in the top seven in the state rankings right now as well so from that we will transition into the Super Bowl I mean, me and you already went over our predictions who we think are going to win. Yeah. I'm sure you're not going to change yours. We'll, we'll talk about some keys to victory and all that kind of stuff, I think. But, Brian, since you're on the show this time, I want to hear your predictions on the Super Bowl, who you think will
2: win. All right. Well, first of all, I don't know if you guys have heard this yet, but breaking news, the Texans are going
1: to hire Lubby Smith.
0: Oh, OK. I did not oh, see
1: that. I, I did hear something about that this morning. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't hear yeah. a confirmed report, but I heard something about It's set in stone now. Okay. Lovely
2: Smith to the Texans. Uh, was, the Super Bowl's a tough game to pick, but man, it's a fun one to pick. Mm-hmm. It has Stafford. been one of the funnest to pick in years. Oh, this is a good story what behind this game. This is an awesome story. <laughs> has there
0: ever been a better storyline, by the way, for a Super Bowl? For both teams?
2: Not that I can think of. Yeah. For both teams? Oh, man.
0: Always, oh. There's always one team that has a great story, but both teams this year have a great story. I
2: can't think of one either. No, not for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I feel like whatever team I pick, I feel a oh. little bit bad like mm. going the other way. Like, I would love to see Burrow win one because he's Burrow. The kid is a stud. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. The coolest guy. On I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not naming names. I'm not naming names, but he's got a little bit of number 12 <laughs> DNA, I think. A little bit. I see it. A little bit. A little bit. I see it. He's just that gamer. As far as the Rams go, though, it's just still so hard not to want to see Stafford get over that hump and get one. Like, last time I was on with you guys, I said, has there ever been a player that we've seen that was more deserving Mm. of a title than that guy? In football? With all the crap that he put up with in Detroit and the coaching and the personnel mistakes. Yeah, Yeah, probably not. In football, certainly. I can't think of another. Yeah,
0: no, not in football.
2: But I... I get a feeling since he's gonna do it. Wow,
0: wow, wow. You were team Rams usually. Wow, I'm shocked. I know. All right, why? it just this has just been a weird year in the NFL. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy year in the NFL. And
2: I think the since he's gonna let it all hang out. Okay, because they're young and they're hungry, and I think they got a little mm. bit of sort of fearlessness mm. going on. Mm. The road they've had. Mm. we faced everyone, we've beaten everyone. we we'll okay. beat you, too. Okay.
1: I mean, I can see that a little bit about it. We got nothing to lose mentality. Exactly. Like, we're, playing we're not, with we're not money. supposed to be here. Yep. What, what do we got to
2: do? We got
0: That's doing? fair. There's probably far more pressure on the Rams right now than there is on Cincy.
2: Absolutely. I mm. mean, look, look, just look at the roster alone and what they had to do and the money they had to spend and the, and, and the uh, capital they had to give up mm. to put that team together. Mm. That's true. That's true.
0: I think the Rams are more battle-tested, though. I like that going into this game.
1: I mean, um, they are. They get more veterans. They, yeah. They, I think they were here
0: a couple years ago. I think it's Stafford's time. And just X's and O's-wise, I just, I think they're just too good. Here's, I want to transition now into sort of what we think are the keys to victories and all that kind of stuff. Because now you've made your prediction. We all know ours. It hasn't changed since last show, I'm sure. So here's my thing. Obviously, the mismatch is with the Rams' D-line against the Bengals' O-line. To me, since he's going to win this game, they have to get out to a very fast start and they have to be able to establish the run to keep things balanced and to try and slow down that pass rush of the Rams. Everyone thinks about T. Higgins and Boyd and Jamar Chase and Burrow's great. The Cincinnati, if you go look at them, they are one of the most run centric teams, though, in the NFL, actually. That doesn't mean they were always the most successful at running, but they had to commit to it because they know that they just don't have the guys on the old line for protection in that last game that they played against the chiefs on Nixon's 21 carries 16 of them were on first down. Do you know since he also has the highest rate during the regular season in the NFL on first down runs? So they know their problems. It's going to be super important that since he gets out to a good start and can at least establish some amount of a run game. If they can't, not only do I think the Rams win, I think the Rams can win comfortably because I just don't think they can hold up in pass protection. The Titans have a good defense. They're not a special pass rush, it's a good pass rush. This is a special pass rush. This is one of the best in the NFL, far faster, far more athletic than the Titans won. So Cincy gonna have to establish a run game and they cannot fall behind early if they wanna win this game. That's my keys to victory for Cincy. What do you do? You have anything like that, keys for victory for LA or Cincy?
1: Um, I mean, I think the key for victory for LA Actually comes down to Sean McVay, mm. which I'm very critical of. Yes, and one of the reasons I've been critical of him is his—he's had—he's got some of that Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers problems. I feel mm. in the playoffs, he—I don't know—he maybe overthinks things too much. He
2: gets maybe. the paralysis through analysis.
1: A little yeah, maybe a little bit. I—I I don't know if it is overthinking. If um, you know, the the uh, he just gets out coached in the playoffs because he's facing better coaches, but uh, you know. In that Super Bowl a couple years ago, like, you know, that was a great offensive team, uh, number two offense in the NFL, I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, and they couldn't do anything. Mm. Uh, so, is this a better offense? I think so. Mm. Uh, I think the run game is a little better. The wide receivers are better. Mm-hmm. The quarterback's clearly better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think if Sean McVay can keep his players in check and calm and just do their job, as the Patriots like to say, I I think that's the key for the Rams. Okay. Can Sean McVay keep it simple mm. and just keep his players doing what they know how to do? Because I think when games can get on the line, like especially that game against the Bucks, mm. Sean McVay looked like he was panicking also along with his players. I was
0: just about to throw you that bone. Would you say... I, I like Sean McVay. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think in general, coaches, clearly, this playoffs have had an issue with situational football. I think that's standard across the league, though. Would you say it's fair to say that Stafford maybe even have Bailed McVeigh out over the last two playoff
1: games. I think. I mean, Stafford and Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. because I mean, it seems like anytime it's just a troublesome time for the Rams, mm-hmm. he's going to look at Cup and he's going to trust Cup, and Cups can just find a way to get open. So I maybe mean, even a little bit more Cup mm-hmm. and Stafford's just ability to trust Cup. Okay. Yeah. Well, I see. I mean, a little bit of both, yeah. Stafford. Okay.
0: Do you have keys to victory for since you or, or at least a reaction to what I said about Cincinnati, that stat, and where I think the problem lies if they fall behind?
1: Well, I think actually yeah, a huge uh, key to the game would be Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, obviously everyone knows the Bengals' own line is maybe their weakest spot in the entire team. Mm-hmm. So you got to come after him. you got Aaron Donald. you got Von Miller. Why would you not come after him? Mm-hmm. So, if you can establish the run game, good, but you're, you need Mixon there to probably block a lot mm-hmm. if you need to. And be there for the screen. And you got to probably get a little dynamic with these plays if you're going to have the screen as the option mm-hmm. because, you know, they're going to get back there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get that ball to him quick enough or clean enough, well, he's not going to get anywhere either. Mm-hmm. And it might as well have been a sack. Yeah, I get, you.
0: I get you. Brian, do you have anything about how you see Cincy winning this game? How you see the Rams maybe winning this game? So the
2: two biggest keys to victory for me, if I'm Cincy, is the first one, to your point, is you got to get up on them early and often, especially in the run game. And I wouldn't dare say that Cincy's O-line that they're going into this game with is comparable to the Pats' O-line that they had when they faced off against the Rams a few Mm -hmm. years ago. But if you look at the Patriots' whole run up to that Super Bowl, and a big, probably majority part, aside from the way they played defensively against... The Rams was because they were able to establish that run game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I remember like it was first play, Sony Michelle right up the middle, 13, 14 mm-hmm. yard gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to establish the run as a supplement to the pass, because you know, since he's going to, they're going to want to throw it all over the yard. And mm-hmm. I'm sure McVay is ready for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's probably going to have a pretty good game plan put together to shut that down. Um, The other key, if you're Cincy, I think, defensively, is you have to find a way to fool Stafford Mm -hmm. pre-snap because you're not going to be looking at the same sort of team and the same sort of personnel groupings that they were throwing out there in the Super Bowl when Jared Goff was still with the team, Mm -hmm. where you know McVay would be in his headset until the very last 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then when that mic shuts off, Bill could go, okay, now we're going to shuffle things around, Mm -hmm. stunt a guy here, you know, bring a linebacker down, drop a safety way back. You can't do that. Mm. McVay's smarter than that, but now he's got a quarterback that's smarter than that, too. So I think if you can, again, to your point, dumb, you got to get up early enough and establish the run to supplement the pass, and you need, need to find a way to disguise your coverages and screw Stafford up mm. in some form or another.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's, that's good. And, and by the way, the Bengals have a decent pass rush, so they can try and put some pressure on Stafford. Um, I think another key to victory for Cincy could be, as you said, you know, disguising tr- coverage, but even beyond that as far as whether it's pressure or disguising coverage, a way to get the Rams to turn the ball over because we have seen, as well as Stafford has played this playoffs, he does sometimes have an issue with that. This team is at an issue with turnovers as well the fumbles in the tampa bay game yeah so that's probably i mean not that it's not always some of the keys to victory usually the team who wins the turnover battle wins but when you have a particular team who's played as well and as dynamic as the rams and they have that key weakness that we've seen is turnovers uh, a way to exploit that is probably a big way for cincy to win this game as well
1: yeah i mean i staff has shown a couple times this year if You can get in his face. Maybe, I don't want to say he's panicking because, you know, he's a veteran. He's kind of beyond that, but he'll get, he'll maybe trust himself and his his receivers too much.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He can have that Brett Favre gunslinger thing come out sometimes. Yeah. Especially if things are starting to break down or if they're getting stopped and he's starting to get frustrated as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's another really, really big one as well. All right. So do you have final? I, I do want to do this because the line is about four and a half now. You have Cincy. Where do, you think they, where do you think they win by? You don't have to give me a final score, but you can give me what? Two, three?
1: I say they win by five.
0: Okay. You got them by five. Jesse? Oh,
1: man. Because I, I had Cincy. Is
0: mm-hmm.
1: it four and a half? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with three. Three? Three. All right.
0: I'm going to go Rams win 31-27. So I got okay. pretty much at the Vegas line at four. I think that's okay. about perfect. I for all you betters out there, I'll be honest. I, I don't really like a lot of the betting for the Super Bowl. I think Vegas has it right on.
1: Mm. <laughs> there is like the, some Super like Bowl squares though.
0: Ah, oh, squares! Squares annoy me. Really? They really do. As much of a better as I am, I don't like squares because it's just so random. It's so random.
2: Has the line even changed since it opened? I think the it, first yeah. one I saw. I think it, I, I saw one from CBS Sports. It opened at four and a half. Did it?
1: I, I thought I, it opened. I, I thought it
2: opened at straight four.
1: Actually, I, th- I, I think I was going to say four. I thought it opened at four. Right. I know it hasn't changed much at all. I'm going to look this up now.
0: Oh, oh! Actually, for everyone, at least as I have it, it's actually down to four. Oh.
1: Hmm. Okay. So now it's it's changed. I mean, I I just think you know the Bengals know they got the best kicker in the league right now. <laughs> so, yeah. They they'll they'll be fine tie game late cuz they know. That's true. That's true.
0: All right, from that, from our Super Bowl talk, let's go to the probably the biggest news of the week. It unfortunately happened just hours after we did the show last
1: week. I was okay. kind of annoyed by that. Brian Flores. We were going to talk about him two weeks in a row, but we didn't have time. I know. And I guess it's kind of good we didn't. I mean, I kind of wish we did, because my thing
0: was always going to come out and say, don't believe what's coming out of Miami, because I think they're full of you-know-what. Oh, okay. So I kind of wish we had. Oh. Anyway, Brian Flores is suing the NFL, and he's suing particular teams over what he thinks is racism in the hiring process, um, along with saying that Steven Ross... Offered him, I think it was a hundred grand for every loss during that tanking season. Yeah, that's what he said. He's going after the Broncos, the Giants, and the Dolphins in this lawsuit. Absolutely huge. I want to start this in a couple of different things. I hate politics and stuff like this in sports, but this directly has to do with the NFL, so you kinda have to touch on it. I, for the most part, am on Flores' side. I think the NFL has a serious problem. I don't know why it's shocking to anyone that you have a bunch of old white billionaire owners who probably, I'm not even saying they're directly always thinking about things in terms of race. It's just you want what reminds you of you the most. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's part of it. Here's the thing that I know is going to happen and it's going to annoy me. This is going to get extrapolated out by media sources to be representative of the entire society as if, again, 31 Billionaire, white, old business owners are representative of the entire American population. I do hate that argument, but you all know it's going to happen. That being said, though, I think Flores has a legitimate, legitimate point here. And the one I even believe the most, do you remember a season, a football season, that seemed more obvious that this organization was trying to tank than that first season in Miami with Flores? When they came up, oh tank for Tua, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I thought that was one of the most obvious tank jobs I've probably ever seen in the NFL. Yeah. So that does not shock me at all that he might have been offered a hundred grand uh per thing. The other issue with this is is it's that stupid Rooney rule. That and I know it's well meaning, but it comes to a point where if you're just not gonna hire someone and you know who you want to hire. Now I have to waste everybody's time and give you stupid interviews just because I have to check a box. I mean, it's kind of demeaning. It's ridiculous. And also the other thing, and I think this totally happened to Eric Biennemi, it gives a bad look. Because what happens is other teams think, well, he's had so many interviews. Why has he not gotten a job yet? So it makes people think, well, if nobody wants him, why should we want him now too? So I think the Rooney rule, you have a sham, stupid policy that I think clearly isn't working. I think that's the other issue with this process. But Brian, I'm gonna start with you. What were your reactions initially when this when the story came out? And uh, since I know you've probably done some research on it too, because you've known for a while we were gonna talk about this.
2: So the first thing that I'm gonna say here is like you just totally stole my thunder with the whole Rooney Rule oh, okay. and and it, the whole process is like well we can kind of we can we we can just say. Mm-hmm. That we're gonna interview this guy, or that we did, mm-hmm. and again, to your point, now it gives them a bad gives them a bad look because it's well, he didn't get it. They didn't hire him. They didn't hire him. And now they're that they're not gonna hire him. Why should we?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One thing, like I'll I'll say this to Flores's defense: like if there was any other, I shouldn't say that. Let me rephrase that. Flores of any potential coaching hire that could go through a crap storm like this mm-hmm. is it just me or does he seem like he'd be the most believable guy with all of his claims i like think so based yeah. on the way that he carries himself as a coach also based on the way that it's kind of weird
0: that his firing was, too, as well. Yeah. Like, it's not like you can Hugh Jackson this and, like, yo, you were terrible. Of course they fired you. Like what? When, what, when Flores was fired, we were all kind of like, well, he won the last
2: eight of nine. Exactly. Yeah. What, what coach wins their first game, loses seven or eight straight, Yeah. and then rattles off eight wins? Yeah, to finish, to finish a season. Yeah. And then gets fired. And you beat Bill twice.
0: And you beat Belichick twice. So, no, I, I, I do see your point there 100%.
2: He's. Uh, I I think Flores has every every inch of moral ground to stand on here, mm-hmm. and I, I commend him mm-hmm. for sort of coming out guns a blazing and right. every with this. Yeah, well,
0: I'm 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 an anarchist at heart, so anytime you want to push back against the man <laughs> and, and authority, I'm all for it.
1: Oh, and we're very critical of the NFL as a whole. Oh, yes, we have, been. and as a company or an entity.
0: Yes. All right. Jesse, your reactions, and maybe even since we had a lot of reactions, your thought process is now moving forward with this lawsuit.
1: Okay. Well, uh, the problem with, I think, the lawsuit, like I, because I, I mean, I agree. Like, especially like if this was like the Broncos or the Giants' intention, mm-hmm. um, like that's embarrassing. Mm. You're getting dragged cross country just so they can look good. Mm. Meanwhile, you're getting your time wasted and all that stuff. Um, so that's that's demoralizing. That's kind of disgusting, even. Mm. Um, the problem is, in the case, how do you prove this? Mm. And because I agree, do I think the NFL is a problem? Do I think the Dolphins might have just used Brian Flores for a couple years to get some good picks and maybe develop a good defense and then kick him out? Because the guy they just hired is not been around for that long. No. So it doesn't look that great either. No, the guy it you just hired. No. but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Giants, you know, they released that big statement, and to be honest, I kind of do believe the Giants. Now, given the whole situation, I understand why Brian Flores is maybe pointing the fingers at kind of everybody um, because how can you differentiate? They all put him through this rigorous process. They have these like ten-hour-long interviews uh, where they're like show them the facility and all that stuff, and if you're faking that, like, you know, that could feel real. Mm-hmm. And they, and what I believe, these teams would put these coaches through the ringer, even though they're not going to hire them, just to look good? Yeah, I believe that 100%. Mm-hmm. The reason I'll believe the Giants is because actually Tiki Barber came out. And he was talking about – he played with the Giants for a long time. He was talking about um, – I don't remember which one, but he was just talking about the Mara family as a whole and how he how we got to know them and some of them. And he's like, I don't think this – these people are racist i don't think the giants had any ill will here and uh and actually the response after that to tiki barber was also disgusting Mm. from just everybody me, uh just people just on twitter no one like in the media would really talk about it because it goes against um the narrative the narrative they want to draw yeah yeah so like he was kind of shunned about that so and then um Elway released a statement. I wasn't hung over. Now I wasn't there. How? What does disheveled mean? I can't tell you. Hmm. Um, but even still, like, you get that idea in your head, like, from the text from Bill. that like, oh, something's fishy here. Mm-hmm. Why did he send this? He obviously knew something. Whether it was miscommunicated to Bill, I don't know. But he knew something. Hmm. So, Brian Fl- so Brian Flores is going to these uh, things probably pretty pissed off. Yeah. So I completely understand And Yeah, oh, oh absolutely. And so yeah, I'm with Brian Flores, and this whole talk of like, oh, I might have ruined my coaching career for this," and he f- probably did. He could. And it's still good for Brian Flores, mm. because you know, he could take a job somewhere, he'll make his money, and he'll have a good life. He feels there needs to be justice and there needs to be something said and I respect the hell out of that. Hmm. I, and he put I, himself on the line with this.
0: Yeah. The last thing I'm gonna go over is the lawsuit as far as winning and, and not itself. The only one that I can see him winning is the one against the Dolphins if he has actual proof of Ross trying to bribe him to lose games.
1: I can see maybe winning the one against the NFL as a whole.
0: I can't because it's it's just too much muddy water. The thing is is I don't think he has to lose the I I don't think he has to win the suit. To win in general, because to me, what happens here is even if he loses the other lawsuits, it's become so obvious and such a big enough issue that he might have enacted change just by doing this mm. probably overall in the NFL.
1: Actually, I do have a question about. So let's say these teams did this like uh, the Broncos, you know, they just uh, interviewed him to uh, just for the interview sake. Mm mm-hmm. Now, that's not a violation of the Rooney rule at all. It's not a is. violation
0: of anything, by the way. No. Any Listen, well, other corporate jobs will have hired somebody else but still do an interview even though they're not well, going to hire you.
1: So that is the rule by the NFL. Mm-hmm. Did not break a single NFL rule no matter what here. I mean, is that still – could you still make a case for um, think- discrimination at that point? I think you are dragging this man simply because of the color of his skin to get an interview with no intention of hiring.
0: exactly. Him. that's why I think a lot of times I mean not that some allegedly not that some owners and people in there aren't racist because they're old, white, insulated, and billionaires. I wouldn't oh. be shocked about that, but a, there, a lot owner. of the problem but a lot of the problem is just the sham policy itself lends itself to stupid interviews that don't need to happen because you were never going to hire him in the first place.
1: Oh, yeah, really is really stupid yeah, because it doesn't actually solve anything no. No, it doesn't solve anything. It's a it's a it's like putting just a band-aid on a giant yeah, cut. Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. Um Brian, do you have any other thoughts on this?
2: I, I do want to pose a quick question here. Do we think the Lovey Smith hiring is gonna have any sort of impact as to where this case goes and what the outcome might be?
0: Mm, no, not really. I do think probably this case had something to do with them hiring Lovey Smith, though I wouldn't be shocked. If that happened. So I think, there's... especially since Houston, I'm sure got some pushback for firing Kali, who's African American as well, um, even after most people feel he shouldn't have been fired, too, after one year.
1: So, yeah, no, I, I, we on the show said he shouldn't be fired. No, I know. There's I think
2: there's going to be some sort of direct cause and effect here. Whether, whether or not we see it now or <laughs> even by the end of the year, I think there's at some juncture we're going to hear something about. Mm. There's, there's got to be some sort of correlation here, I think. Yeah, probably,
0: probably. And, th- and this is what I mean by he can lose the lawsuit but still win in general because he'll enact change best by having the, the guts to go and do that. Right.
2: Yeah. Like like Lovey Smith got a job, but Eric Biennium didn't.
0: That one is kind of odd. But Biennium is interviewing for the Saints job, and I do think Biennium might get that job. Now I feel bad for him because that's not a good job in my opinion now. But anyway, anyway, we can move on. Um, Jesse, yeah. you start out this one.
1: Oh, boy. So, you know, we talked about it already. We broke the news here. We yeah. broke the, the big news of who the Washington football team will be, the Commanders. And what a terrible name that is. Uh, is it the worst I've ever heard? No. No, the, it's not Guardians. It's not the <laughs> Guardians. Um, but it's pretty bad. And for, um, you know, a multitude of reasons. It's lazy. Uh, people don't like how it's going to chant. Yeah. What do you chant? doesn't fit. Um, but it's uh, it's there's just so many better names out there for a Washington D.C. based team, mm. and we got a, We thought up a couple. Mm-hmm. Some are serious. Some are not. Mm. So, you know, I'll give my first, my first serious one, uh, the Armada. I actually like that. I wanted something military-based, which is kind of hard. I mean, commanders is. I thought generals. Colonels. Yeah, but our,
0: what, listen, Washington's already a long enough name, and now I got another three-syllable <laughs> word after. Yeah. It just doesn't roll off Whoa. the tongue, man.
1: Armada. Is I lost. know, but it
0: just it, it rolls better. Armada. It's, I, I think it's easier. Yeah.
1: Armada. Yeah.
0: But, uh, Commanders. I, I wanted
1: something military based. And now that's that was. I, I actually, thought it pretty decent.
2: That might be the
0: best one I've heard so far.
1: I, okay, admirals nice. was one of mine too. Uh, like actually, you know what? I like that better than Armada. Admirals. I like admirals. Admirals. Not that's not Armada. bad.
2: Yeah, admirals. All right. So
0: that's that's the one you have. The Washington I admirals. W- I
2: would have gone either admirals, Armada or or some variation of hogs like we discussed before the show cuz like I think mm. that's it's so old school Washington football. Yeah. Like it just harkens back to those old days and it, Washington football team was kind of starting to work. And I liked that. I actually kind of wish I kept that <laughs> it was honestly all, at the end of the day. Work.
1: It's certainly better than Commanders. And yeah, you know, know, there was, there was a little ring to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's funny. I think you took this one more seriously and I took the Cleveland Guardians one more seriously. Cuz yeah. I'll be honest, most of mine here are just funny. Uh the first I one went on, off the rails. On the Cleveland one? This one. <laughs> oh, no, I know you went off the rails too. I had the Washington Warthogs for my first one. Because mm. I think when it rolls off the tongue, it's different. And as you said, it is cool, harkens back to those, you know
2: John Riggins, <laughs> Joe Theismann yeah. kind of days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tough run, you know, yep. physical. It's like that. So warthogs are ugly, but you know what? It's okay. They're tough. They're and it's all about winning.
1: Badass.
0: They are badass. Yeah. All right. Jesse, back to you for your All right. next one. All
1: right. I, I, my, the last serious one. Okay. Uh, this one's a weird one, though. And mm. I understand why people wouldn't like it. But I just thought, like, oh, it's kind of cool. History-based. Uh, something a lot of people don't talk about or know about. The Washington Monuments Men. Monument Men? Yes. Okay. Which is based on the World War II group, uh, which was tasked only with just finding and retrieving rare books, paintings, and stuff from Europe so the Nazis couldn't destroy them.
0: Yeah, that movie. I I yeah, watched that. The, movie. I
1: never saw that movie. I wanted to see it. It was all right. They, and their their new mascot is Matt Damon.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> Brian, save the
0: ship here. <laughs> uh, save the Armada. Save the Armada.
2: <laughs> Where do I go after that one?
1: His oh, get worse. I'm going. After uh, that his one. get worse too. Uh, they get worse than that. <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> I'm gonna get this video taken down. I've
2: got this video. If you give me a few minutes, I'll think of another one. But the four that I rattled off would have been, um, you know what? I mean, Generals isn't bad either.
0: Is Generals
1: awful? No. Uh, That's a name
2: I considered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Generals. Generals. I just thought,
1: like, you know, that's 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 out there. And that still
0: sounds better than Commanders to me. That still rolls off the tongue better. That's the dumber thing about this name. If you wanted to go with a name that meant kind of the same thing, you just could have gone with something that flowed better. Admirals flows better. Generals flows better.
2: Can we talk about how bad they screwed up the uniforms, too? Oh, yeah. God that all-black uniform. What is that?
1: Oh. Eh, eh. Eh. <laughs> God, God forbid, like, they change up the colors. Yeah, uh, I know. Like, are you not trying to get away from the redskins, or are you trying to keep it alive? I can't tell. I
0: know. It, it probably would have been better if they did some more, like, traditional sort of military-type colors. You know, maybe some maybe. gold and blue and, you know? Maybe. Yeah, yeah they probably should have done that, now that you say that. Yeah. Uh, My other one, which is not serious at all, it's the same name, except instead of the football team, Washington, we're making them be Washington, the football team, so Ah. that the initials can be WTF. Ah. Because you know what? That's what this franchise is anyway. It is a WTF. Every year. Football team? Every year, every day, every time I see Dan Snyder's face, that's what this team is. It's a what the F. So... Jesse, back okay. to you. You're gonna get you're gonna get weird here now. All right, I'm gonna... All right Pick 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 the two you want to do because I know you have a ton, and ah, we don't need to go fine. that long Here's on this.
1: Thing. You know, I wanted Washington D.C. based, uh, so I did a couple like you know that I that reminds me of Washington D.C. today, mm. like the whistleblowers that came out from when our talk before, or the the tyrants, or um, oh <laughs> uh, Washington team MK Ultra. Shout out to the CIA. <laughs>
0: MK Ultra.
1: Yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah, look that up after. It's not about <laughs> sports, but just look that up.
0: Is that the one that were using, like, LSD to yeah. try and, like, mind yep. control people? Yeah. That's okay.
1: absolutely what that is. Shout out to
0: you, CIA. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: hey, I think they've been honest about that since. Didn't they release the files and stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was.
2: Declassified?
1: Yeah, half of the,
2: it's probably still redacted. No, I know, that's true. <laughs> All right, Brian. Anyone, anyone have any? Okay. Brian, back to you. I'll... I'm at a loss for words after those
0: do <laughs> I got one I, more. I
2: haven't. That's, fine. How, do That's you, fine. how do you respond to that? MK Ultra.
0: Uh, my last one was just the one that was on the table, which was already, which was Washington Red Wolves, which I think is good. I think what it flows think? still a little better, and it's a different, it's different. Mm. It's we a did, bit different.
1: We did talk about getting away from the red. That's true. That's, That's another be, thing yeah. where yeah. they're grabbing on to Does the past that, a little bit. Does
2: that come with sort of a negative connotation? At least
0: it's a real wolf, though.
1: Those fake
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not like you just put a random color in front of a name. It is a actual species of wolf. Okay. okay. I'm just saying.
1: All right.
0: Is that is that it for you? Are you all I, I done? Did, it? I did have one more. Okay, just it, say it.
1: I just the the Washington Joes. <laughs> like you know, and they just have to if they when they do the press conference, they just gotta just bumble about anything and everything. <laughs>
0: Washington yeah, Joes.
1: Yeah, my hairy legs, and then my friend came. He cooked some brisket, and then all the children they gathered around. We told them that they're not southern enough for that. What are you talking Viet, about? DC hates those people. Vietnam. It wasn't wasn't about the Viet Cong. It was about friendship. It was about brotherness. It's am about, I
0: am I missing something here on this?
1: The Joes. Right. Yeah, it, it did go over my head. You really didn't get that? I really didn't, you didn't get all that. Bumble- Someone out there got that. That was funny to somebody. My dad's laughing. <laughs> my dad's laughing. Did you, did you get it? That is a mile over my head. Yeah, I didn't get that one. All right. All right. Me and Kamala, we're going to fix all the. Th- no, never mind. Oh, 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 nah. oh okay. Now I get yep, it. Yep.
2: Okay. <laughs> Back in Scranton. <laughs>
1: Back
2: in Scranton. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: what all the mumbling was Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> all, right. all right. On uh, that one note. More team, the stupid On that- sons of bitches. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. On that note, we're going to take a quick break, guys. We'll get into what we think the best available job was this cycle and a couple of other things. Stay tuned. ladies and gentlemen with slow your roll we had, we had, we had to take a break there it was, it was going off the rails it, it was just this, this thing was really we had to rain it back in it was going sideways real fast
1: we've regrouped
0: <laughs> we've regrouped we're being serious journalists again who break stories the first one in America to call them the Washington Commanders just saying yes alright from that The job cycles that we're going around right now. Brian, I know we didn't really prepare you for this one because we had to be a last second change. If you have something to put, you can. Uh, If not, it'll it'll be quick. Um, We wanna talk about what we actually think was the best job, this job cycle. And I have one that nobody else is gonna think was that great. I looked at lists and they had it way down the list. But here's why I think it was the better job. I have the Vikings as the best job. And I know you're stuck with a quarterback you're paying too much money to. And I know that Aaron Rodgers is in your division, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. The NFL has never been more impatient than it is now. At least now I walk into this team and I know that I'm probably going to win a lot of games right away. You still have Dalvin Cook. You still have Justin Jefferson. And whatever you think of Kirk Cousins, I don't love him either. He is a competent NFL quarterback. He's just, if you have him and you're paying him that much money, you're limited. But this is not a good quarterback draft anyway. It's really bad. So I think you have, and you have Adam Thielen still, and you have enough pieces on defense. They still are around 500 every year. Now you bring in an offensive coach, you elevate Cousins, and maybe Rodgers leaves the division as well. The rest of the division isn't good. So I think this is a chance where you deal with Cousins and the money for probably one more year, because that's all that's left on that contract, and then you look to move on. You probably win quite a few games. You might even make a playoff spot. And I like Alexander Madison. So if you need picks... You can trade Dalvin Cook, and you'll be fine with Madison. So I actually really like this job. If the Raiders and the Broncos didn't have to play in the same division with Mahomes, each other, and Justin Herbert, those would be the better jobs, um, just because of what they have around them and also the cap room. But because you have to be in probably the toughest division, or at least second toughest division in the NFL, and as I said, owners have never been more impatient, I don't think they're great jobs just because of that. So... That's my thing. Jesse, what do you think was the best available job this cycle?
1: Okay. Um, if you asked me a couple weeks ago, I could have said Miami for a <laughs> plethora of reasons. And part of it having to do just Florida's beautiful place, taxes, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But, man, that might be the worst job right now mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL. So, you know, Minnesota's good. The team is pretty good. Um, but I also, for the same reason, I thought maybe the Broncos or Vegas Okay. Could be because those are teams that are pretty well put together. They are, um, especially the Broncos with their defense. They're really uh, missing mostly a quarterback. Um, which where are you going to get a quarterback right now, though?
0: Unless you go a- get Air. I know. Unless you get Rogers or Wilson.
1: Um, so you know, we'll we'll see. But that that team is decently built. In Vegas, you know, they made the uh, playoffs last year. Um, maybe Josh McDaniels can do something with. Derek Carr mm. in this offense, you know, as long as they that franchise behaves, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I I think those kind of two are the best jobs. I can't really pick maybe one or the other because the teams are built so well. You know, Vegas does have the quarterback certainly over um Denver, the, Denver but that is a buzz saw division. It so. is.
0: It's because of that division, and then Vegas in its own dysfunction. Being in Vegas, they've had two two corners who you know, but
1: also Vegas who
0: one got caught. Uh, drinking and driving and the other one threatening to kill somebody on Twitter with showing a gun who eventually got cut from the team uh, there's a lot of dysfunction there they should probably care more about character when they draft people because taking people with not the greatest character or immaturity and then putting them in Vegas with mm-hmm. a bunch of money is probably just a recipe for disaster there's so, a lot of reasons why <laughs>
1: Vegas is a, a mess and a problem and unattractive but I I don't know I, f- I I see why coaches would want to go there because I feel like they most of them not, I can have success. the other him.
0: issue is is I think Rich Bisaccio was really loved in that locker room and they decided to not give him the job so yeah. I wonder how that's going to land now with True. a new head coach. True, that's the other issue I have with Vegas. So Brian, before we move on, do you have any thoughts on what you think might have been the best job or at least criticisms of the ones that we thought were the best?
2: Uh, I do I do like the Minnesota job. I think that one would be promising for all the reasons you listed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest drawback, tra- tra- obviously being the albatross of a contract that Cousins has, but...
0: You only have one more year you do, of it. You do,
2: right, only have one more year of it, so the problem there is trying to find the next guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not confident that Kirk Cousins is, you know, the guy that you want trying to lead that team going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, not for nothing. As much as I dislike. Doug Peterson, and I think he's an absolute jag. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a terrible move taking that job in Jacksonville because mm. you've got I'm you've got Trevor Lawrence there, who was s- scouted and viewed as
0: mm-hmm. a premier talent.
2: I mean, when was the last time a quarterback or any dra- draft prospect, for that matter, got that sort of hype surrounding him? Maybe a year Andrew in advance. Luck, Andrew Luck, probably. Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning are the only two guys that come to mind. Yeah. At, at, in our lifetimes? Yeah, probably. Um, not only that. Winnable you, division. Win, yeah, winnable division, and you have the first overall pick again. Yeah, and they
0: probably have, I think they have, like, the third most cap space is still in the league, too, as well. So, a lot of cap space as well. I just worry about the dysfunction in-house. Uh, but I do see your point. Um, because of that, it's probably a more attractive job than people probably
2: give it credit for. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not a, that's not a bad one. That's a good idea.
2: I will say, though, on that same point, I think Doug Peterson's a boob.
1: <laughs> I, I, You know what? I, that's a great word to say. And,
2: and I think that <laughs> he, made it, he won a Super Bowl. Uh, no, 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 no. Frank Reich won him a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, uh, that's fair.
1: Um, Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia won him a Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: Belichick oh,
2: yeah. and Patricia won Frank Reich a Super Bowl, yes. Not Doug Peterson. <laughs> All right, we
0: could probably skip Doug Peterson and the new hires thing because we're kind of just going at it right now. Uh, yeah, I well, know. Actually, I mean, here's, I, we, are, we will literally skip Peterson now for the new hires because I have my last thing to say. I want l- to say something, though. Jacksonville, I think I like what they did because because of so much dysfunction and now a young quarterback. They went with someone who at least has been a head coach before, and I think that's valuable for stability.
1: I, I the reason I don't like Doug Peterson is because he's not a really good locker room guy. Maybe Things not. fell apart with the Eagles, and now there was a lot of power struggle going on. I, I think a lot
0: of that was Howie Roseman intervening, but
1: but like uh, that team went from you know I don't remember his name. I think it was like Lane Lane something Kiffin. Yep.
0: No, no, no. Lane Johnson. Lane Kiffin is the the head coach at Old oh. Miss. Oh. <laughs> He was the well, offensive I, I, coordinator for actually, Bama. Here's the
1: thing, because there was a K in my head, too. I don't know. Is that name come around recently? Uh, that, people talk about Lane Kiffin all the time. So. Okay, yeah. so that's probably why. Yeah. But, yeah, all right. That, Lane Johnson. Yeah. He came out like, oh, this team is so fun. Mm-hmm. The Patriots don't have fun. And then a year later, like, one of the most dysfunctional teams mm. in the NFL. Now, if the the organization is dysfunctional, there's only so much a coach can do. But. People were crapping on Doug Peterson in that locker room, also. Mm. So I I think it was a lot. Was the power struggle helping? No, but mm. he he didn't help it. Mm. So we'll we'll see. It's still on. It's still at the end of the day. It's the head
2: coach's responsibility. Yeah. He's got to keep the room in check. And, and hey, Pe- he, Peterson's not that Maybe guy.
1: he maybe he's learned being away from the NFL for a couple of years at this point. And I mean, he's coming into a young team that like. Maybe he's desperate to prove something Maybe this, maybe it could help them Just based hmm. on the situation But I don't like Doug Peterson I
0: gotcha I gotcha Alright From that We're gonna transition I'm actually uh, You know what Because I'm on a time crunch I'll be honest I'm probably gonna not do the new hires And we can we can save that Cause now we, we, we covered okay. Peterson And the other two are so unknowns yet
1: Well I mentioned McDaniels a little bit
0: Well we put it in the rapid fire news No just save it for next show Okay Just save it for next show Alright I'm gonna move on The dumbest thing I heard this week and this is the dumbest thing I heard this week. Max Scherzer came out in the MLB lockout, and I have it right in front of me. This is what he said. We don't need a mediator because what we are offering to MLB is fair for both sides. We want a system where threshold and penalties don't function as caps, allows younger players to realize more of their market value, and makes service time manipulation a thing of the past, and eliminates tanking as a winning strategy. Here's my thing. This is This is one of the dumbest comments I think I've heard and uh, definitely the dumbest thing I heard this week. Scherzer coming out and saying, we're completely in the right. 100%. We will not, we will not negotiate. We will not give any leniency or anything. This is why you have a mediator. This is totally why you have a mediator because if you're that stringent and that like, we will not compromise. We think we're in the right. You are super emotional about this as well. You need a mediator. So, Just a stupid thing to say from Scherzer. Here's the other one. If you make $43 million, I don't think you're the best spokesman for the MLBPA and this whole thing in general. And third, not that he didn't didn't overdo this one, but it still comes out that way because he said we are offering something fair. If you make $43 million and you get to play a game for a living, you got to turn the victim card in, brother. I mean, at what point... Can you not play the victim card anymore? I think at $43 million to throw a baseball is probably where... I mean, I draw the line even way before that. But, I mean, you have not only stepped over the line, you have ripped it up, incinerated it. (laughs) You can't use the victim card in this one for me. And I like Scherzer, but I thought that comment was ridiculous. Here's the other thing. I will never defend billionaire owners. This is... If the players get their way in the MLB thing, the fans are the ones who are going to lose out. And I'll tell you why. Because baseball already has a big market, small market problem. And when you can outspend everybody else, it does create a huge imbalance. What the players want is for these younger players now to reach free agency sooner and stuff like that. All it's going to do is make it all the harder for teams like the Rays and the Royals and all these other teams to compete because they're not going to have any timetable well, they'll have less of a timetable to get the fruitions of their drafting and their trades with all these young players. So if the players get what they want, man. If you're a fan and you're not in LA, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, or Boston, or you know Texas maybe as well, you're in for a rough time. So this isn't about the owners. This is about the fans for me. And if the players get what they want, awful, awful. And the players lost me in the COVID season when they refused to take less money. Even though how many people in America lost their jobs, you weren't going to have any revenue from fans in stadiums, clearly the league wasn't going to make as much money, and you still have a job and you're still going to get paid a lot of money, you can take a little bit of a hit on the pay for something like that, and they refuse to. And that's why they're paying even more of a price later on, where the league lost money that year, and now people don't want to spend as much money as well. So the players lost me a long time ago, and this this one, if they get what they want, it's going to be really bad for the fans. I don't know anyone have any reactions to that and just Max Scherzer's comments in general. Brian, I'll start
2: with you. I think the fact that it's Max Scherzer making these comments is like a big thing in itself because as much as I love him, he's got that, like, lunatic kind of oh, crazy thing to him. And I generally, I love that. I love it on the field. I, right, on the field and in, in the right context. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to hear this coming from you, dude. If, if, what was it, six months ago, They were the league was dealing... The, the, Pretty much the whole last season, the league was dealing with the – um, w- what's the uh, – that s- spider tack? Oh, yeah, 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 the spider tack issue. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you remember that game the uh, umps mm-hmm. come out to the mound and they were checking up on him? He had a tantrum. Guy almost took his pants off for Christ's sake. I know. I don't want to hear a word out of you about what's what's going on with the lockout, okay? Mm-hmm. Give me give – me, Give me something from the young guys, Mm -hmm. you know, who are still trying to make a name for themselves and are hungry Mm -hmm. for success Mm -hmm. in this game. And another thing, to your point, you're making $43 million a year. Shut up! (laughs) Yeah, I know. You're not the great spokesman of this, and I don't want to hear any victim-type mentality. No, and not only that, I don't want to hear the victim card out of you when, for the sake of the fans, there is so much other crap wrong with this game right now. Oh, I know. There really is. What normal person has four and a half hours, mm. four nights a week to invest mm. <laughs> in in a crap product. Mm. No one wants to do that. No. Even if they did have the time. there's a, I'm sure there's a million other things all of you would rather do. I, and you know what it is? It's baseball.
0: I can, because I'm such a diehard and I'm played and all that, I can watch it on TV. A lot of people can't because, like you said, it's too slow and too long but I think everyone can appreciate it at least on a great summer night when they go to the games. But the problem is, is now they're outpricing most people too. I mean, if you're going to take a family of three or four, I mean, geez, you're spending $300
2: plus. Just back up the Brinks truck.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And the players, like I said, this is only going to make the situation worse for the fans on all ends of the spectrum as far as competitive of your team and prices of stuff as well. So, Jesse?
1: Okay. So, I mean... You know anytime any of this happens like the NBA had the situation a couple years ago the NFL NHL they all went through this seemingly recently and it's always it's just rich people arguing with other rich people and never about the correct things. Mm-hmm. I want more money you don't deserve more money. we made the money for you blah 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 and no one ever talks about like the correct things like for years people have talked about like the conditions for minor league players and what they go through. why is no one fighting to give them more money? Mm. Why are we fighting to get the young studs money? Uh, but not the people that are just trying to get by. People that don't, they don't have to live with their parents while they're playing in the minor leagues mm. so they can have a real meal three times a day. Um, but, you know, breaking down his comments. You know, the first part of, like, we don't need a mediator. We know we, this is what we want. Like, all right, that's, We're on the morally right side, yeah, like, 100%. That's just ego talking, like, whatever. And, like, to be honest, despite the fact that the owners wanted the mediator, they probably feel the same thing. They're just not listening to us. They're not listening to what we want. Um, so it's just two rich sides being just throwing their egos at each other again. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, you if you break down the second part of his comment of like what they say they want, of uh, like allow the young players to realize more of their market value and the manipulation of time. Now, do I have a problem with manipulating some of the time? Yeah, a little bit. But there's a way to do it where, yeah, you don't screw over the fans, where the players can, you know, get their money early and uh, the team can still keep them from a little bit where it's like a fair trade. You're getting a little bit more money, but, you know, this we're not going to give you all what you want or we're going to do a little bit about this uh, penalties in the cap situation. So these smaller market teams can play a little bit with more, more money. Um, so, yeah, like they're not. Scherzer's a guy that sold his entire life and has made his money and has played for teams like the Tigers, Mm -hmm. who when he was on the Tigers, they spent an exorbitant amount of money. Mm -hmm. He was on the Nationals Mm -hmm. when they were pretty good. Smaller market team, Mm -hmm. but they were spending some money when he was on the team. Now he's on the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get it. Max Scherzer doesn't get what it's like because he's been pretty good his entire career. Yeah. So he's never had this struggle that a lot of some of these younger players will go through and – yeah, it's just kind of childish. And you just had a year for the MLB. You just had a bounce-back year. Mm-hmm. You looked horrible with the COVID situation. You had you could have had all the publicity and stuff like that, and you made it about money. And, and then last year was great for the MLB. People mm-hmm. were watching again. They were doing these gimmicks like the, the, the cornfield game, uh, Field of Dreams yeah. game, stuff like that. The, the World Series was huge. People were loving it. And now you have this. And you're just disgusting the fans again. Oh, mm. this is why we stopped watching. Part of the reason we stopped watching. Fix your game. Fix your system. Mm-hmm. Don't. It's not about the money. Mm. Yeah. It's it's what you need to do better with the money as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I get Yo, a player. I want more money. We're the product of the field. And they feel like the old guys are not getting that fair share anymore because everyone just can bring up some. Young minor leaguer that's yeah. making two grand or two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars
0: and he'll fill the spot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's true but That's the only way that you're gonna have a competitive game anyway with the way the yeah. markets are
1: No, someone's gonna end up unhappy here and You're right It's probably I mean he's no matter what the fans are probably gonna end up unhappy.
0: Yes Yeah, the fans will lose in these the fans always lose in these things. Alright, so we're getting ready to wrap things up the last segment here though Jesse started off the Darwin No, 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 no. Oh, the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl.
1: Sorry. I forgot. Yes. Oh,
0: (sighs) the Pro Bowl is forgettable.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, here's the thing. As a young kid, I used to love All-Star Game festivities. I loved the Home Run Derby and watching the MLB All-Star Game. I loved the NHL skills competition and stuff like that. And then, you know, they play the the game and stuff like that. Fun. Dunk contest was always cool. Um, No one ever cared about the pro bowl ever in my life and it's only gotten worse hmm. they have tried these gimmicks you know with the whole draft thing because the nhl was doing something like that too and but like you just keep dumbing down the product this is a rough game and no one wants to get injured in an all-star game and i understand that but we turned it into two-hand touch why are we playing if we're gonna do two-hand touch why don't we make it flag football and don't make them wear the pads I still think that's stupid, but what we're doing is even stupider. I think we should give them the accolade. You're a pro bowler. You're an all-pro, whatever you want to be. You're one of the best in the league this year. You get a little accolade. But let's not make them dress up and hit each other. Let's not make them push each other and two-hand touch each other. Because that was so – I watched five seconds, and I saw two-hand touch, and I turned it right off. So dumb. Yeah. So dumb. So dumb. Stop right. doing this. Brian. I didn't even bother. <laughs> I don't blame you. I did not even bother.
0: I know, but what it, what, 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 now that you know that it was two-hand touch in pads, I mean, come on. You all have a reaction to this. It speaks
2: to why I haven't watched it the last X amount of years. It gets worse and worse and worse every year. And Jesse, you couldn't have said it better. Like, uh, uh, all-star festivities our whole lives growing up, home run derbies every year, watched it. Mm-hmm. Waited for it, ate it up. NHL skills competitions. Loved it, ate it up. Basketball, not gonna lie, I could not care less. Um oh, but you just okay. not a fan I mean, of basketball
1: that much Never been a fan I of mean, basketball. I'm not either, but sometimes the dunk contest and the three point contest dunk competitions it can, be, it can be pretty entertaining. Yeah, but like watching the actual game. Oh, I still wouldn't watch the NBA. I mean I really watch the NHL also game either. No. But like the Pro Bowl is. <laughs> I don't even watch the skills competition for the Pro Bowl.
2: Gag me with a spoon. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I mean, if they made it only a skills competition, I think I might watch. Some Maybe. Of it. Yeah, I think it, it, as long as they come up with good ones, I'll get be good. But, but
1: but it's just so bland. I don't want to even like I don't, touch don't even, it. Don't even. Like you, the you card. know
2: it's bad when you got like some of the premier names. Guys that are playing in the game are coming out and more or less speaking against it. Yeah. Its its existence or just well, how stupid it is. It's one of the most pointless things in sports, yeah. honestly. It really Tom,
1: is. Tom Brady made 15 Pro Bowls and played in two. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's so
0: ridiculous. All right. All right, we're getting ready to wrap this up, guys. Last segment here, the Darwin Award. Let's go, everyone. Drum roll, please. This week's Darwin Award here is. Steven Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, because if you're going to bribe a man to lose games on purpose, which is against, I mean, it's against the NFL rules. I think it's against the law even too, just because it's like, it's kind of like gambling on games too, but in reverse, you are bribing a situation to impact a competitive event. I'm pretty sure it's illegal as well. Don't fire him for no reason, or at least not a good enough reason. You keep people who have dirt on you like that close. I cannot believe Stephen Ross fired Brian Flores. Now, maybe it comes out and Brian Flores completely made this up and now maybe Ross isn't a Darwin. But this to me seems the most easy to at least have evidence on and seems so over the top nuclear to go for it to not be a real thing. And we all watched that season with Miami. It seemed like one of the most obvious seasons of tanking ever. So I don't doubt this at all. Steven Ross, you're an idiot. Absolutely, you deserve this, Darwin. Anyone else on Steven Ross's stupidity here, Brian?
2: I agree, I agree a thousand percent. How are you gonna gonna fire someone who has dirt on you like that? I know, you gotta have balls this big to do that. You gotta be stupid though, too. Or
1: a brain this small. (laughs) Yeah, conversely speaking, right. The ego
0: in that, that he just thinks he can get away with anything at all, that's really what that comes down to. You're that egotistical that you think that you can just get away with
1: that, too. That is mind-boggling well, to Hugh, me. Hugh Jackson came out and said, I was offered $50,000.
0: Yeah, but at least with the Hugh Jackson one. He was there way too long, and I think maybe now we know why. Yeah, <laughs> because no, Haslam was trying to keep yeah. him in-house. and like, Maybe. I, that's my point. Like, At least Hugh could, at the end of the day, go, you know what? I lost a ton. People might not believe me. I wasn't very good. You know if you're being honest, well, but the Flores one, it's just like crazy to me how you could fire somebody when you well, were doing that. Jason, and they knew that you were
1: doing that. Jason McCourty also came out and said, like, I was on those Browns teams. We were not trying to win games. So <laughs> Hugh Jackson maybe have taken that money. He might have. He might have. But yeah.
0: Steven Ross, you win the Darwin Award for this one because that was just amazing. I can't believe that you would ever do that. Mm. Wow. All right. That has been it for another edition of Slow Your Roll, the Super Bowl, pre-Super Bowl edition. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. I'm the only one up here riding on the Rams now, but it's okay. That, that was me all season.
2: I still want to <laughs> see the Rams win, don't <laughs> I, get me wrong, I know, I know. But, but Hey, listen,
0: I, since I've been, been going against the grain all day, all the time this year, so it's fine. It's fine. They'll do it again for me, I'm sure. All right, thank you very much, guys. If you want to follow us at, uh, at Instagram uh, at Slow Your Roll for clips from the show. We also have a webpage as well, soyarole.com, Jesse's articles during the baseball season, links to all the past episodes and the things of the week. Brian Salem, thank you once again for coming on. Thanks. It's a pleasure as always. For me, and have a great rest of your week, everybody.